All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about federalism. So, uh, Abram, do you want to start us off here? Yeah, uh, so federation or federalism is like a national government that has smaller entities of governments under them, operating them. And in our situation, it's our national government, the Constitution and Congress. And then below us is the states, which can operate um, with us, and but they also operate as their own like body and entity. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, the Tenth Amendment states that like whatever is not addressed in the Constitution is left up to the states. And this like gives a lot of power because that was a big problem back then was the states didn't want to give up their power to a national government because they're just coming off of the Revolutionary War. Yeah, yeah, and they're just sure. coming from a big monarchy, so they wanted their own power, and so. Um, the bill or the constitution probably wasn't going to get ratified and they were like demanding a bill of rights and consequently the 10th amendment that madison wrote states that like all the powers that are not addressed because they knew that eventually in the long run they weren't going to get everything down that they need to get down so Mm -hmm. they allowed flexibility and uh, fluidity throughout the constitution gave it gave the power to the states and allowed the states to uh, have more power and like provide a marbling cake if you would say that and um, a big uh, so a couple of the founding fathers have differentiating viewpoints Hamilton versus Jefferson and Madison um, Hamilton was from New York and he liked the idea of a strong national government he was the one that wanted to start national banks stuff like that because he realized how much uh, building a strong economy would benefit um, the states. However, Jefferson and Madison's viewpoint coming from Virginia was that they wanted a weaker national government because imposing tariffs and taxes on exports would um, weaken the financial state of big, like bigger, like ex- exporting states like Virginia. Sam, you want to talk about the Civil War? Yeah. So the Civil War happened mainly because there was like a division in the states, and that's what ultimately led to it. But uh, there was a progressive movement that helped create relationships between the states and the national government. And this was because of our economic boom and our rise of poverty. And there's a, a couple of principles of federalism. Uh, federal wins over state law. And if a state law disagrees with federal government, then they can't choose. They, they can choose to not partake in enforcing that law. All right, makes sense. And so after the Civil War, we uh, had segregation, um, even though that it was slavery was pretty much outlawed. Um, and we see that many people were against segregation, and there were acts that uh, were against the uh, segregation. Um, Brown versus the Board of Education argued that uh, segregation of schools was unconstitutional. Um I think that's very interesting because it takes a lot of courage to stand up mm-hmm. to that, especially to take it to a court level where it's shed upon the media. Yeah. Um, the Little Rock Nine was a group of nine black people no. who decided to join and go to an all-white school. The uh, National Guard was sent to stop them. We see that this was a major issue, especially in Arkansas, and there's caused a bunch of controversy, and we see that after also with uh, – other things, um, but President Eisenhower's response was to, uh, he took responsibility, uh, made uh, Arkansas um, allow kids to go to school, uh, 
uh, allow kids to go to school, the uh, government of Arkansas tries to fight back on that, and we uh, see that it caused a giant controversy. And um, yeah. this was just debated throughout um, a long period of time, but it was finally – it was finally done. So what do you think about that, Cooper? Yeah, it was uh, super interesting how uh, Brown versus Board of Education played out. And it's just a good example of how um, federal government kind of overrules state government because, you know, President Eisenhower wanted to uh, desegregate the schools and make sure that, you know, kids of all different races were going to school together. Yeah. But uh, the governor of Arkansas was completely against that. But according to, you know, the Federalist principles, the uh, President Eisenhower would have uh, power over the states. So that kind of leads us to this question, is federalism good or bad for American democracy? And in my opinion, I would say it's good for American democracy, because if we only had a national government, some people would not be like represented well, because each state is different and America is super diverse. And But since we have uh, local governments for each state, the people in each individual state can be represented to order to in order to benefit for like what they specifically want and need for that specific state because everyone in each state is going to want and need something different um what would happen if the supremacy clause was not included in the constitution so the supremacy clause just says that the federal law is the supreme law of the land and so if it was not included in the constitution uh state and national government would be in conflict all the time and the state governments would be able to have as much power as the national government and there would be nothing to stop state governments from overruling federal governments. And we'd almost revert to pre-Civil War America where state governments had, you know, unrealistic amounts of power. And the U.S. would not be able to stay united for this reason. And then a current event that is re related to federalism, um, it's not really so current anymore. But a couple years back, we had mask mandates and uh, each specific state, depending on the amount of you know, COVID cases and deaths that the state had, um, the federal government would uh, ensue mandates to for, you know, citizens to wear masks to protect the against the spread of COVID-19. And so this is an example of how the federal government is working with each individual state to ensure that the population is staying out of out of the uh, out of risk of COVID. So, yeah, thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast.